He keeps himself in trim by bending bars of iron. This bar is the genuine article which we tested before he began to play with it. Beyond the bend. Beyond the bend. All right. Welcome back to Beyond the Bend. Tonight we have... Uh, Anton, all the way from Sweden here, a person I've wanted to get on the show for a long time. So welcome to the show, Anton. Thanks, Cody. All right, let's start it like we always do. Tell me about the first time you saw someone bend a piece of steel. I actually don't remember the first time I saw anyone bend a piece of steel, but like 2009, uh, I got into like grip, uh, grippers and rolling thunder and that kind of stuff. And uh, I don't know how, but I, I got in contact with bending. Like I knew that it existed. So I tried like nails that were laying at home with just working gloves. So that was probably the first like interaction I had with, <clears throat> with steel bending. Uh, but the first time I really got into it was 2018. And then I hit up David uh, Bigren and asked him for advice. So he told me to order five millimeters stainless, cut up an old pair of jeans, and just, uh, yeah, bend double over end. And I did it, uh, it was really easy for me. Uh, and immediately I ordered six millimeters stainless, uh, cut up to seven, six, and five inches. And also, worked really well um so yeah that was about it nice that's how and, it started and back in 09 when you were getting into the grip stuff what was the motivation to explore grip just like something to do or what did it have some type of uh was it other training that you were doing that sparked that interest well it was the first public gym that i was training at had uh, captains of crush and oh, cool. rolling thunder so i tried that out and i really liked it so then i bought my own like grippers and my sister's um, uh, husband he was a welder at the time so he made me some uh, grip tools and and whatnot but i didn't really get into it back then i started powerlifting at at a time and uh, grip was just a like a side thing back then right. and i did uh, i did not know about grip board or the sport per se so mm -hmm. and how did you come across david wigren uh, it's a swedish uh, forum uh, okay like, cool. um, yeah for nice. all kinds of power sports oh very cool yeah. that's awesome all right, so take me back through your uh, athletic background. Were you always into sports and stuff growing up as a kid, or was it something you strength discovered as you got to be an adult? Uh, it's a hard question. Like uh, I did uh, soccer and uh, ice hockey as a child up till about 13 or 14 years of age, uh, but that was no passion of mine. Mm -hmm. uh, and but I, I really liked uh, snowboarding. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like at the age of twelve, I started working with weights, uh, okay. really casually. 
uh, you know. So I guess working with weights is my background, and mm-hmm. like a little bit of competing in powerlifting as a junior. But it was like at a really like when I started powerlifting, uh, it was really small sport. Right. Uh, you could not compete without suits. Mm-hmm. So it was like a circus sport, you know, <clears throat> not like today. Right, right. But that, that was the part that I really loved about powerlifting. You know, all the technical stuff and all the, like, uh, to use the equipment to your advantage. I really liked yeah. that. Yeah. I guess pre, I'm assuming that was like pre-CrossFit boom. So it was before it got it was like 2008, nine. Yeah. So yeah, before it kind of really caught on. Yeah. Still pretty niche at that time. Did you continue on snowboarding? No, that was something that I stopped at about, <clears throat> let's say, 16. Oh, really? Have you ever jumped back on the board uh, as an adult? Occasionally on, like, vacations. Uh, yeah. But it's, like, super casual. Right, right. <laughs> to injure yourself, yep. you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So talk me uh, Obviously, you took to the bending. Uh, you took yeah. uh, David's uh, suggestion and you ordered up the stainless. So talk me through your progression from there. Uh, obviously, you caught the bug and started doing well. So you went from that bit of stainless in the beginning with a cut up pair of jeans. And how did you start to progress uh, from there? Uh, it was really slow at the beginning, the first year, because like 2018, there was no one bending there were so few people bending then. Uh, and I, I don't think I put a lot of work into searching up, you know, active benders. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like grip board. Bending on grip board was completely dead back then. Wow, really? Uh, and that was like the main place where I was searching for information also. Mm-hmm. So it took about a year before it really got <clears throat> started for me. Um, like almost in the same period of time that Horido started his like uh, cert. Cool. Because uh, that was a big boom, I think, for bending. A lot of people uh, started being more active. Yeah. And I think I tried my first horseshoe uh, summer of 2019. Okay. And it was a Kerkart uh, TDR size two. Uh, and that was easy then for me, even the first time I tried it with no like technique of wrapping or anything. Mm-hmm. But, and then I did all the sizes of the TDR uh, down to triple zero. But here in Sweden, it's really hard to find shoes um, from there that is not elite shoes. Oh, okay. So I I didn't get into horseshoes then because I ordered shoes that I thought was going to be good. No movement at all. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I was not conditioned. So when I was doing the hit for the kink, uh, my rib cage... Um, like j- between the chest muscles, mm-hmm. it felt like it was cracking, you know? Oh. 
Yeah. Uh, so I was like, no, I'm not having this. And then I don't know how much later, maybe half a year or something. Uh, I asked David, like, what shoe can I do now? Uh, I haven't been able to progress anything in a, quite a while. So then he said, uh, order the SSP number three. It's uh -huh. 22 millimeter wide and eight millimeter thick. And then he told me to do isometric kinks for six months with that shoe. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, that don't, don't sound like a lot of fun. Right. <laughs> but, I, but I ordered it anyway. And I almost finished it first attempt. Oh, nice. So that, that was like a huge um, thing for me. And then it just uh, went really smooth from there up till the level I am like now. Now I have a, now it's slowed down or almost stopped. Uh -huh. So I have to work for it now. Nice. And were you still, so what about the double overhand? How did that kind of go? Did, did you, uh, was that simultaneous to the horseshoe progression or? Now the double overhand was <clears throat> was earlier, um, and uh, like in the beginning, I was like one layer of a jeans pad. It's like less padding than one Ironmind pad, you know. Sure. Yeah. Um. So then I started because I didn't know anything back then. Then I took like two layers of jeans and three layers of jeans. And when I took like three or four layers of jeans, I could bend <clears throat> eight millimeters hot rolled steel. Yeah. So that was also like, a, I was so happy when I did that because, you know, the size difference from six to eight. Yeah. It's that's massive. Sure. Um, but then uh, I did not have like the eight millimeters cold rolled steel in Sweden is much harder than the red nail like much harder yeah uh, so when i bought that from and was trying to go from eight millimeter hot rolled to that eight millimeter cold rolled that was just no way and uh, so then it took like a a die uh, i could not do much with that but then later i ordered from um, italy uh, giorgio Right, cool. Uh, so that was a good like uh, piece of steel for me to get in between. Yeah. And then, and then I got his stainless bars also. Yeah. So like his stainless bars and the A2 at five and a half inches is probably my best bends mm -hmm. that I've done a double overhand. Right, right, right. Yeah, nice. Nice. Uh, we should take a quick moment to just remind people to check out Harito's site because he is a supporter of the show. If you're going to order, make sure you use promo code CHEERS to save a little bit on your order and some of that will come back to the show because Jan's the man. And obviously that's a great great uh, cert with all the style certs, including snapping and brace bending. Uh, you're on, the, on a couple of them, right, Anton? Uh, yes, I'm on everything except double underhand snapping and barehand nice nice yep the barehand 
I still got it. Yeah. <laughs> but I've held that 4.8 in my hand with my hands chalked up and I'm just like, oh my God, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I think you need something to work up to that one. Yeah, yeah. But um, hopefully one day, that's beyond all yeah, of those. Sure. I believe Josh Goldthorpe is the only person to have all the certs at this time. Yeah. I think if you can get like a really strong double underhand strict style yeah. with lesser padding, it's not impossible barehand. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, once it goes, it's it's an easy bolt. Yep. Then just work really fast. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe yeah. I will never do it, but I, I think it's for sure possible. Yeah, yeah. You've been doing some minimal padding bending lately, right? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of it. Like, uh, um, that's probably, or it's e better for me to do it double overhand with less padding than um, double wrapping or even single wrapping because my my neck and chest shoulders gets really irritated by the big pads. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any goals for that? Anything specific you're working towards? Well, one goal is the A2 bolt at six inches. Nice. Uh, I recently did it in um, six and a half inches. Uh huh. And uh, it was uh, kind of close to max effort, but it's mainly pain in my knuckle from the index fin finger on the left yeah. hand that is uh, stopping me. And what, what kind of wrapping situation are you using just so that people understand what kind of level of wraps? It's just a uh, cut down iron mine pad or? No, one iron mine pad. Oh, single. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Rolled up. Yeah. yeah gotcha. Across the entire bolt. Like the, like a cigar or something. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah exactly. that is very tough. I can't even yeah. imagine that A2 bolt in a single wrap. <laughs> well, I think you would do it easily because... A2 bolt is not a lot harder than the A4. And I saw that you done the A4, right? I and did, but like... I, I did it in the wrong wrap. Uh, I was right. I, I didn't know it needed to be the iron mine pad. So okay. I did it in like a vendor's battlefield pad. <clears throat> oh, I um, see. But I have another A4, so I plan to do the uh do it in the single iron mine pad one of these days when I feel like my hands should hurt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it will do it. Yeah. Sure. Oh, it's um, a lot of fun. Uh, also, uh, I went down to one third of a, one uh, iron mine pad and bent at, um, the best bend in that those conditions were like a nail 7.5 millimeter at uh, 175 millimeter long. Like that's uh -huh. seven inches, basically. Yeah. Gotcha. Wow. Jeez, one third. Yeah, that's no, like nothing. <laughs> yeah, like Don and uh, some other guys spent bastards and red nails in one third. I know. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's very crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually playing with the um, the final leg of the Usain bolt off for David Horn is uh, snapping the snapping the head off of a a grade five bolt mm -hmm. and then bending the remaining probably four inches to, to two inches or less creating the tree shape right all right for christmas yeah. and uh bending that four inch snapped piece of grade five even braced was like so crazy painful and just yeah. 
uh, David Horn raps. It was nuts. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really hard. Yeah, for sure. I never <laughs> tried the the grade five or grade eight bolts. Oh, man. so I don't know yeah, how they feel like. They're cool. You should order them. I mean, like the grade five is a little weaker, but more durable for the snap. Yeah. It flexes more and, uh, you know, hangs on a little longer. And then the grade eights are more rigid, but snap faster. And they like basically explode when you, they pop really loud when yeah. you snap them. And I think Josh in his last video, like cut his shirt when he was like pulling it across and they're, they're yeah. snap pretty aggressive. I've definitely like tweaked my elbow when they come apart. It's uh but they're fun to snap. You can snap them pretty fast when you work on it. Yeah. Unexpected snaps are not fun. <laughs> yeah, that's some, tried, I've seen some videos. Yeah, I tried like a very thin horseshoe. Uh -huh. uh, I thought I bought like two horseshoes that I was planning to give to my girlfriend so she could try to bend a horseshoe. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but I felt like I need to try one first to see like how they behave. And uh, like during the kink, I felt like it was, you know, bouncy in a way. Uh, so when I was doing the leg crush, it just like exploded, Ooh. snapped. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, <laughs> this Copy. is not for bending. <laughs> yeah. And it was yeah. really tough too for the dimensions. So it was yeah. really weird too. Interesting. It was like some weird metal or something. Yeah. So obviously you got pretty into bending and you've stayed around, you know, longer than a lot of people do. So what is it specifically about bending? If you could put it into words that you, that just keeps you doing it. You said recently that it's really the only type of training that you're doing. So yeah. what is it about the steel bending that you uh, get so much out of? I just love the battle of it. You know that you can you can battle with one bend for an hour or more like i've done that so many times like just pulling and pushing on stuff for uh, one hour yeah uh, and and you see like it comes a little bit more like millimeters by millimeters yeah. um and that's yeah and it's so rewarding when you actually finish finishing it yeah. Like, imagine the feeling of if you could finish a lift with a barbell in one hour struggle. I know. <laughs> it doesn't exist. But in bending, you can do it. And yeah. I really like that. And also, one thing that I like with bending is that there's uh, almost never any like um, long movements. Uh, and because I never felt strong in like long dynamic movements okay you see what i'm saying uh what do you what do you actually mean by that can you give an example um, well like when you're let's say when you're kinking a horseshoe like uh -huh. you barely move your body yeah okay you're so doing it's like a... so, so small like motions mm -hmm. and it's okay. just like you with you said a thousand times on the pod it's like just um to build up uh, body tension you know yeah like isometric when, contraction basically yeah exactly and when i was doing like uh, lifts with barbells yeah. i really liked the partial lifts all right I thought, okay i thought yeah. those were really fun to do yeah. you know so yeah. yeah 
That makes sense. I mean, there's, you know, we've seen a lot of people within the the realm of bending and, and strongman training do really well with partials, you know, former guest, Darren Shalman, obviously was done like yeah. a 1200 pound, uh, partial deadlift at like oh, that's crazy. You know, 170 pounds and five foot five or something like that. It's mm. like totally insane. Yeah, um, that's incredible. Steve, Steve Weiner has done, uh, you know, squat supports, partial squats. Uh, yeah. So I, I could definitely see the, the carryover. And last week when I spoke to Tom, it, it dawned on me about like, which Tom, uh, Tom Morris. Okay. Mm. Um, he, so we were talking about just that and you kind of touched on it about it being a prolonged experience. Was that like, it's kind of neat in a bend that you can give it all you have and then it moves just a little bit. And then, so it's like the, uh, the joy and the uh, excitement of hitting this PR is uh, drawn out over a period of time, where it's just like a squat or a deadlift PR is just up and down and then it's done, you know, it's like kind of neat, makes for a, a, a longer experience, which is when it's doing, doing something that pushes your limits, that's a really nice thing. Yeah, for sure, I agree. So how about specifics on training? Uh, do you have any structure to your training? Have you ever, like what's, uh, what's your training look like? I have very poor uh, structure to my training. <laughs> uh, I just follow like my, my heart, if you want to call it that. Sure, like if sure. I want to do something, then I, then I do it. Like I'm really bad at making a plan and, and sticking to it because if I'm starting to lose interest, then it's better for me to just work on something else. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I basically do what uh, motivates me. And I. Yeah. this is probably not a good thing, but I always go max effort, basically, mm -hmm. I would say. Uh, maybe. I think, uh, yeah, go. I think I, I think that's not a bad thing. Obviously, you've been doing this for a few years, you know, so it's like, I think that only becomes a bad thing where, I mean, in my experience was just too much of that, you know, it's like, you can't really do that level of pushing your body every other day or something like that. And it seems like no, you, that's true. We should, let's talk injuries next, because at least from what I observe, you, you've been able to stay somewhat injury free, right? Yeah, that's, that's kind of true. Like when I was really pursuing a double overhand, then my elbows like were not good at all, like really in inflammated. Um, so, but the other styles, I've, it's easier for me to do like a lot of like horseshoe training than it was doing double overhand. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, when you're doing the leg crush on top of the leg, mm -hmm. um, like a couple of months back, I, my weird got, I got a really weird feeling in my leg. Um, like if I put tension on it, it, it felt really bad. Oh, but wow. if, I, if I was just going on with everyday life, I didn't feel anything. But if I took like a really easy horseshoe and put it on top of my leg, my leg was just like, no, don't do oh. anything. So I think I got a lot of tweaks and like bad feelings on different parts of my body but by then i just like shift my my training 
Uh-huh. And I, I'm not good at like uh, definitions of injuries and uh, yeah. that kind of stuff, but I have never gotten an injury that stopped me completely from any type of bending. So nothing serious at least, but yeah, a lot of the times I have like uh, pain in multiple areas. Yeah, you know, I think that's... that's that's part of the game, I guess. Definitely. I think, I think that's true. Yeah. I kind of mean something that would take you away from being able to do any type of training. Yeah. No, nothing like that. That's good. Did, did the leg uh, resolve itself? Or you yeah, think it's, it it's, like it's better now. Uh, I just started um, working on uh, some like leg crushing again. Yeah. Um, and I've been listening to the episode with uh, Andy Thomas, right? Yeah. Uh, and he was uh, talking about that he had like a poor finish to the horseshoe. Yeah. And that he like went in a couple of times a week or so and did like medium um, effort isometrics on the crushing phase. And yeah. that's probably what I'm going to try to do with my horseshoe training right now because the um, the kink is no problem so there's no point of me bending unbent shoes right now i should just like maybe do some snapping and then finish with the isos on the horseshoe crush and hopefully uh, in a couple of months or so i could finish the ssp triple zero nice that's my goal nice how many days a week are you bending these days? You said you kind of play it by ear, but uh, yeah. what does it work out to be? Like twice a uh, week? Usually twice or three times a week. Sometimes yeah. maybe even one time a week, but yeah. uh, usually two times a week. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Andy's a great guy. Very strong dude. Yeah, for sure. I always love to hear when people say they're using the podcast as like a resource like that, you know, listening to older episodes uh yeah or to get specific insight onto training that's like makes me very psyched to hear it's a great podcast i've been listening to every episode oh thanks man uh, it was just one of those situations where i wanted the information and uh the pod the steel bending podcast didn't exist yet so i had to create it <laughs> yeah because i wanted to know how you know like uh how do people, I want to hear from the people that were doing it. And uh, so it's been a really, really cool experience. Yeah. Um, how about specifics on recovery and or nutrition? Do you really focus on that stuff at all? Or do you just kind of. Not, not much, actually, <laughs> uh, especially not the nutrition part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's like for me it's when i i do it the wrong way when i start to feel that i have issues i start to like do you know stuff for blood flow and maybe yeah. come strat come uh, yeah baths you know yeah um and like when you do when i do the minimal padding then between the bands i do con- contrast baths okay cool so that i yeah when i come into a really hard minimal pad band i come straight from the yeah the bats oh wow that's interesting yeah huh, that's cool so um 
you said as of recently you're getting into snapping yeah um what are you liking from that what are you getting out of the snapping and yeah just t- talk me through some uh your snapping experience because it's obviously something i love to do yeah well i think it's just that it's a, one other challenge within this sport yeah uh, and um, yeah it feels incredible when it snaps uh, and also like conditioning of the hands really good for all kinds of bending and uh, like since I have a poor leg crush for the horseshoe uh, it's gonna be great to if I do a lot of snapping with the openings on top of the leg yeah definitely yeah and you I want to what specific goals on uh, for snapping? Is there a, a particular bar you want to snap, or? Uh, well, at least uh, eight point eight volt for the Horido. Yeah, I guess, definitely. but I don't know how far away that is. Probably a couple of months. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think like it seems like people that are motivated and strong obviously you're strong enough like I, I could see you really taking to it quickly and becoming very fast very quickly it's uh it's been interesting have you seen the graphs that i've been posting of uh on the steel shredder for the uh basically the the snapping that took place for the usain bolt off last year versus this year and just the difference in times. oh yeah 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 i saw that it's, it's been incredible cool. it's just like especially for those grade eights. I mean, that's the same rated bolt. And we saw a seven second um, uh, change from last year to this year overall. Yeah. I mean, everybody cut their time down by seven seconds. And uh, it's uh, so the evolution of the technique and I guess maybe just the aggress, the, the level of intensity people are bringing to the snap uh, is all changing. It's pretty, pretty neat to just look at those, uh, those metrics like that. Yeah, it's incredible. How have you and felt uh, like about um, the how the sport has evolved since you? I mean, you've been around for a few years now. So, what's it been like to watch watch it, you know, get popular and not as popular, and new people come and do hard stuff? And what's it been like just being around? Uh, it's been a lot of fun and really interesting to to see see it grow because, like I said, when when I started. 2018 it felt like it wasn't even a sport like i it was such a it was so slow like really low participation in it and now it's of course a lot more fun Mm -hmm. so it's great and how about just like the the evolution and skill development like just where you know in 2018 people probably weren't snapping reds quickly. Right. And bending, you know, like, has it, no. how, how has it been seeing like the speed in which people develop probably because of the access to skill on YouTube and, you know, Instagram. It's a huge difference. Uh, like I remember there was only, I think it was only one active bender in Sweden by that time, because David was not, doing too much bending right. at the time um, and he was like one of the best bodybuilders Sweden ever had like he was huge uh, and he was bending like 
eight and nine millimeters of cold rolled steel and maybe I don't know if he bent 10.9 bolt or 8.8 bolt, but he was like around that level. And wow. for me, as like a, not a big guy at all, not a strong guy at all. Uh, seeing him like kind of struggle with 8.8 bolt, that's like, uh, then you figure how the fuck could I ever do that? You know? <laughs> but now people are doing it. People yeah. are not monsters, you know. And yeah it's actually bending some really really hard steel yeah technique over everything i guess you know it's yeah. like really makes and a also dip. like the specific strength yeah definitely yeah now have you have you ever connect i, I don't know of sweden's geography at all so are have you ever met up with david uh, in real life to do any bending or training or sadly no uh, okay. I would really like to do it, but the problem is that um, David and Siamak lives in uh, like Örebro. Uh, it's probably like a six, seven hour drive okay. for me. Yeah. Uh, and then Tom uh, Lennox, uh, yep. he lives even further away. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm like living in the north and they live uh, down south. Oh, okay, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully one day maybe you guys yeah, can for sure i'll get together yeah there's, it will be really fun yeah yeah there's people even in over here on the uh the east coast you know i i haven't met up with anyone I, tom flesher is the only person i've met out, uh from the podcast outside of the podcast and that's just because he happened to be doing the same strongman event that i did uh, a couple months ago but it was great to meet up in person and i hope uh I get to do some bending with uh, some of the guys that I've connected through the podcast. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, horseshoe goals. I mean, that's, you know, your incredible horseshoe bender. Every time you. you post another horseshoe, it's like, I, it looks so big to me. <laughs> it's just yeah. incredible. You yeah. hearted one that I remember I was talking with Dave and Josh. I was just like, did you guys see the size of the horseshoe that Anton just hearted? It was incredible so what's the goals for the horseshoes um i guess i have a lot of like horseshoe goals but like the most concrete one uh, or uh, is to get on the um, uh, top 20 uh, list uh, nice and uh, the shoe that i probably gonna uh, use to get on the list is either the ssp triple zero or the ssp five Okay. Uh, so one is like a really big shoe and one is a, a small shoe. Gotcha. Uh, so they're difficult in different ways. I see. Uh, but uh, of course, I want a heart as uh, big of a shoe as possible. And uh, yeah, so when you talk uh, like the big sizes, yeah, those ones I cannot kink. Uh, okay. Like my goal shoes that are big sizes i can't kink them and the yeah. smaller ones that are my goal i can't finish them right so yeah. so that's basically it probably if i could kink uh, one of my goal shoes for the bigger sizes i could probably finish it yeah yeah um, but so i need to work on the strength for kink on big ones and finish for the smaller ones now the top 20 horseshoe list is that just a grip board thing 
Mm, yeah, it's it's a grip board thing. Um, it I think it started on uh, the steelbenders.org like a lo- okay. long time ago because some of the submissions are from like 2010. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's so it's been around for a, for a while, and like if you look at that list, like almost none of them are active uh, benders, right. and or maybe f- five eight people. Yeah, the rest it's is still being updated. Yeah, it's being updated. It's okay. the Russian guy Ivan who oh, runs okay. it. Nice, yeah. nice. And uh, actually, this would be a perfect time for you to talk about your horseshoe roster. Yeah, exactly. I want people to uh, get on that thing. There's only a couple mm. names on there, and it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I would love uh, as many participants as possible uh, because it's really easy to get on there because the the easiest shoe is uh, no problem for any of the active vendors and the uh, Kerkart shoes are as far as i know available like in most parts of the of the world yeah and uh, mm-hmm. so that's why i decided to make it exclusively Kerkart because otherwise you have to it becomes like equivalent if you take uh, this stankro yeah. um yeah so that nah, makes sense to keep it the one company yeah, yeah so guys so anton has a has a roster it's a five minute or less band all Kierkart yeah. horseshoes um you know varying from very very easy to very very hard um the very straightforward directions he has on a grip board um post and he could send that to you if you're interested and uh Let's see who's on there. Anton himself is on there, obviously. Uh, Bulldog yeah, Marty. Mm-hmm. Two um, Russian guys, and then Carl yeah. August Mertz. Yes, yes. Another guy I need to get on the podcast eventually. Yeah, um, for sure. He's I had him scheduled, but one time I think something came up for me, unfortunately. So I gotta, I'll get him back. Okay. But uh, yeah, seriously, guys. I mean, it's. Uh, I got some shoes. I'm gonna get on there soon. It's. I encourage everybody to get on this roster. It's really, really cool. So anything else you want to add about that? Not really, but the rules, if you compare it to the other list, is a little bit more gentle because I allow like a thicker padding. So it becomes more flexible because depending on what style you use, thicker pads will uh, help a lot when you bend shoes yeah. right 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 and there's sort of like your ranking depends on your amount of padding you use and whether or not you use like a leg pad right That's... yeah exactly but also always the harder shoe will place higher up yeah yeah so if you want to edge out someone that did the same shoe yeah. as you uh you could uh so how does that work actually so does time trump padding or no 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 time i don't take time into consideration it's only the amount of uh, wrapping and uh, whether you use uh, leg pad or no okay but it has to be done in five minutes or less right yes yes yeah got it okay so it's just depending on padding to edge someone out very cool all right well uh your name what's what's your name on facebook again it's just your name right Yes. Okay. So Anton Seiden, look it up, get on the horseshoe roster, meet me there. (laughs) Yeah. 
And obviously people that are watching can see your incredible display of all your bending yeah. materials behind you. Yes. You have one of the coolest looking setups I think I've ever seen. Thank so you, tell Colin. me about how you built up your uh, insane bending workshop there. Well, like right now I'm sitting in my gym and uh, this uh, like uh, shelf, I made it myself. Um, and then I just order a bunch of horseshoes. <laughs> and then so there's cool. some bolts and whatnot in there. Uh, and I have stuff laying around in, yeah, all over the place, like a few long bars and yeah. Yep. Nice. Like all I right. have one, one bar, uh, 80 millimeters wide and 10 millimeters thick, uh, a long bar Yeah. that I'm trying to bend. Uh, no one has ever bent that as far as I'm concerned. Wow. Um, I have gotten it flexing, but no kink just yet. Like it's pretty long. It's probably 51 or 52 inches long. Wow. So Fair. I guess, yeah. So it flexes a lot, but it does not go completely. You you did a Goliath, right? Or no? Yeah, I've done yeah. a cut down Goliath. Oh, wow. Uh, I think at... 45 46 oh, cool. inches how tall are you um uh, six one six zero okay cool something like that yeah and what do you what do you weigh like one like 190 200 200 probably. okay yeah it's like some people you can tell and then some yeah. people it's very hard to tell yeah you know? like yeah i i could probably I should probably be at 190. Yeah, okay. Like I, I've been putting on some unnecessary weight. Yeah, it's the, Christmas, the holidays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was, my problem with the Goliath is I was studying Mike Rogowski's uh, band of that because he's a shorter, I'm 5'7", I think he's maybe 5'5". Five, five. Um, but the length of that thing to to handle it is just so difficult to try to kink yeah. it over my knee. It's uh, that is a bar I I will celebrate if I finally ever take that thing down because it's a very hard, very awkward bar to do. It just but doesn't tried, fit my body. Yeah, have you tried kinking it under the leg? I have because I've seen Don and Josh and really strong people use that method, but I just. I can't feel like, I don't feel like I have any strength in that position. I don't know. I, I guess I got to study right. you guys that have done it, maybe drop my butt lower to get some leverage or something, because I just, I get in that position and I'm like, okay, well, where does the strength come from? Yeah. here? You know? Yeah. Well, I guess it's just like you said, it's different uh, uh, body. Uh, how do you say it? Uh, uh, different body types and yeah, body yeah. structure, you know. Yeah, because when I grip a Goliath bar at forty-eight inches or what, and then it's like a really good power position for me under the leg. Like oh, it doesn't, okay. it does not feel like I have to use any strength to kink. It. Oh wow, that's how yeah. it feels like. That's neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm almost tempted to cut it down a little bit just to see if I can handle it a little more comfortable. Obviously it'd be yeah. a more difficult bend, but I might be able to just maneuver it easier because yeah. I just feel like I'm stretched out the whole time. Yeah, that might be easier for you. Yeah. All right. Well we're gonna start wrapping up. I'll take you through the uh, rapid fire section here. Yes. So 
first question is favorite thing to bend it's horseshoes or long bars okay cool and how about hardest thing to bend for you as far as material stainless for sure oh yeah yeah I really bad at one of Giorgio's bars and that the crush on that thing was like yeah unbearable. and also the sweep is really boring on the stainless <laughs> bars it's the yeah. worst you did a really big bar for him braced right like his biggest yeah the biggest one i don't think he has it anymore in stock oh, really? but it, it's um oh, let's see if i can find it well whatever i think yeah. it's it's 10 millimeters so okay. it's yeah. a little bit thicker than uh, three eighths yeah wow uh, and uh, then it was seven inches so okay. it was like quite a bit harder than a 12.9 bolt yeah but that's like one year ago i think yeah uh, i did oh, that's that he doesn't have it anymore yeah he updated his bars okay i think have to take a look but i i i cut it down to i don't know uh six and a half six Ooh. inches uh, yeah and i could only get the kink i could not yeah. like uh, get past the sweep so yeah. it's a really hard it was a really really hard bar yeah definitely did you cut down any 12.9 yeah uh, i have bent it at six inches yeah. also a year ago uh, yeah. around christmas last year okay. but when i do like really hard uh, bends um, braced like that i yeah. tweak my left wrist uh, really yeah. badly like sure. so i am scared of doing it uh -huh. um, but i'm trying i'm i'm tempted to like uh, ease into it and then maybe try a certain attempt at six inches cool. yeah uh, but i have not uh, i'm only certain at seven inches uh -huh. nice yeah, I want to order some more of those to get the. Yeah, uh, I only have one left. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about putting the word out to see if anyone has any here in the states. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about strongest bending style? Uh, horseshoes, long bars, nice. or maybe yeah, horseshoes is the strongest for, for sure. sure. And how about weakest style? Weakest style is um, probably um underhand reversed or barehand like those yeah. three styles i'm not developed in at all yeah yeah How, how's reverse on the wrist does that give you any trouble not not so much a little bit maybe but yeah. it's okay okay all right how about something outside of bending and strength training that you enjoy some other hobby that's a passion of yours uh, I really like um, welding projects. Like oh, if cool. I get an idea of something to to build or create uh, um, in metal, I, I love yeah. to do it. Uh, is that what you do? Are you are you a welder by trade? Yeah, or yeah, I'm a welder. Um, so, oh, cool. but I don't do uh, anything close to uh, what I would like to do. Like. Uh, the stuff that I do on my spare time welding is completely different to my work. Yeah. So it's yeah. very like uh, I learn a lot every time I do a, a project of my own. So it's yeah. a lot of fun. 
did you weld the shelf together uh, that's behind you or or is that uh, i can't tell the, the shelves are wooden and then the frame okay. is uh, metal nice steel i mean all right how about the uh what's the one bend that's gotten away so far something that you've attempted and you just haven't been able to finish hmm i feel like that's the ssp triple zero i have finished it once uh, but like not in one session and i've tried it many times and it felt so good during the kink it felt so good during the sweep and then <laughs> the just the final degrees i can't do it so that's the okay. one that's got away uh, okay. i feel like all right and uh who's the strongest person you know it's this one always throws people for a loop <laughs> but, uh, it's just it's totally uh subjective so it's your opinion it depends if you say that i uh, I would say Tom Lennox Fingelson. You know, yeah. I have never met him, but that dude is just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he con he contacted me on um, a Swedish um, training forum, like strength huh. forum, uh, and because I was doing a lot of grippers at that time, and then he was uh, curious and uh, asked which grippers he was gonna buy. So then he bought like, I think he bought a Captain of Crush number two and he was just wrapping it, uh, you know, <laughs> within days. Uh, and then he ordered the number three and he closed it first attempt really easily. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he just went from uh, uh, no bending ability at all to bending 12.9 double overhand in one year. So yeah, he's a madman. Incredible. And a gold nail recently. Yeah, exactly. Out of control. All right. How about best piece of advice you were ever given? This could be about strength and steel bending or just life in general. That's a hard one. <laughs> I don't know, actually. But I guess it's like, do what you want. Uh, surround yourself with positive, good people. And life is going to be a lot more pleasant that way. there you go and how about the uh funniest reaction a person has had when they find out you have a, a dungeon full of uh steel bending materials <laughs> well i haven't had so many interactions like that but one thing was that my boss at work uh heard it and then he said like you gotta throw a competition at work uh, <laughs> And that was when I was really kind of new into bending, but I did it anyway. I took like the steel I had. I did not have as much variety as I had now. And yeah. then all the, it's mostly older dudes at my work. Yeah. And those who are brave enough, they tried it, uh, bending double overhand. Uh -huh. it, it was a lot of fun. Did anyone bend anything besides you? Yeah, I think the best bends that they did was, um, six millimeter square hot rolled and cool. down yeah. to five inches wow yeah. so pretty good yeah definitely that's cool <laughs> mm -hmm. all right 
Um, and in closing, as uh, someone that's listened to most or all episodes, uh, do you have any suggestions of who you'd like to get see me get on that hasn't been on? Yeah, it's the one we talked about, uh, Carl. Merits. Okay, definitely. Um, then I, I would really like to hear um, some of the Russian guys, but yeah, probably will not happen because the uh, language barrier. Yeah, I but, mean, I'm up to do some more translated, like written interviews, like I did with Kirill and um, yeah, uh, some of the other guys. Uh, I'd probably be game to do that again. But yeah, some it's really difficult if someone's not fluid in English to have any type of flow to an interview. It's uh, it's very tough. Mm-hmm. But those guys are incredible, obviously. But have you seen the guy? I think his name is. And Andre, uh, he's quite tall. He's really skinny, and he he bends bigger shoes than me, and he hearts way way more difficult shoes than I do. Oh wow, send them so, to me. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's probably my biggest. Um, like, he's the one who, who inspires me the most cool. in uh, horseshoe bending because when I see something that he's done, I'm always like amazed and i think he here he really shows that it's possible yeah wow cool yeah and That's he's great. also on the uh he is on the top 20 list oh, nice. oh good all right how about uh tips and advice for beginner benders oh Yeah, like when I started bending, I only bent double overhand. Uh-huh. Uh, so like the advice would be to try like every style, uh, not necessarily because you need to develop every like uh, strength in all angles or whatnot, but just that it's so much fun. Like all yeah. bending styles are so much fun. Yeah. Because I'm not doing bending to get strong. I do it because I really love bending. Yeah. And then the strength that comes with it is just like a bonus, I guess. Yeah, yeah, totally. And something I really, I was thinking about this when I was thinking about the episode is like, you know, when I first started, reverse was hard. So I didn't like it. And I was also viewing bending as like a universal term, like, I bend steel. So it's like, it didn't make sense to me that like, why would I do a style where I can't bend as big of stuff as I can with this other style being double overhand. And it took like some maturity within it or just some time in it. And maybe just like my shoulders hurting from double overhand where I had the desire to do double under and reverse. But it's like, I'd say for beginners, like don't, don't look at them all the same because it's like a like a black diamond trail snowboarding versus like a, a a beginner trail you know it's like reverse is meant to be hard there's you're not going to be able to do the stuff you could do double overhand reverse it's oh, just exactly. just the case you know yeah and i just um but yeah all right and we already mentioned your social media it's just your name and uh, i'll tag you in the post um is there you uh, you're on Facebook too, right? If people want to get a hold of you. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. on Facebook also. Facebook and Instagram. Right. So if you guys have questions, questions about the uh, the horseshoe roster, hit Anton up. 
And that's it. Uh, anything else you want to say in closing? No, I don't think I'm good. Great. Anton, thanks so much, man. I've been wanting to do this one a long time and uh, yeah. it, was, it was a lot of fun talking to you. Thank you. I had a great time. All right. Have a good rest of the day. Bye-bye. Yeah, same to you. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.